Yes, hello. I am James Rowland, and today it's the WNR 494 WWE Fastlane. Yes, finally Fastlane. It has been a while, and it is completely my fault. Um, we, we scheduled to take a break, uh, and then my body decided to shut down. My voice has been terrible. This is the best I've sounded in God knows how long. So let's hope my voice holds up. But it's been a while, but we are back. And luckily, I'm not alone. Because I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire WNR team. Up for every WWE and AEW show is, of course, the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. How's it going, Jaxie? Hello, hello. It's good to be back. It's It has been a while, a bit of a long break. But, you know, I think we, we all needed it. You definitely needed to recuperate. You've got that little bit of a huskiness to your voice now. So, you know, we'll see how it goes today. We will, we will, babe. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> wow. I'm Batman, sort of thing. Yeah, I'm Batman. Where is she? Where is she? That's what I was saying. <laughs> but hopefully you can get me through. We're not alone, loves, because up next, our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity is, of course, Monty. How's it going, man? It's going good. I'm good. I'm making it. I can't. I can't lie. I've been on a night shift, so I'm. I'm just kind of pushing myself through everything. Uh, I can't. I don't even think I deserve the deity title right now. I've been slacking on New Japan, so. But I'm happy to be here talking about Fastlane. Uh, you know, I got a chance to sit down and check it out. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just excited to be here and. Pick up where we left off, you know. Have you have you seen uh, Raw Quest yet, or are you behind in that way? Uh, I've seen, yeah. I, I, I know. I've I did not watch the entire show, but I got the results and I finished the the main event. So I definitely got a chance to see, uh, you know, the, uh, a, a chunk of it. But I did not watch the entire thing. No. Well, you've taught me well. So you know, <laughs> I yeah, I kind of got to skip around. So you <laughs> yeah. know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, it's good that you're on the show. Like I said, with Fastlane, it's going to be like one of those weird NXT updates, you know, when it's like eight weeks previously. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it should be fine. Uh, last but by no means least. And at the moment, she's there with predictions. In fact, I don't think nobody does it better. It makes me feel sad for the rest because nobody does it half as good as you. Baby, baby. Gina, you're the best at the moment. How's it going? And you're on fire with predictions. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm quite disappointed that you weren't doing Smelly Cat in your husky voice um, for the song. <laughs> this but I'll wait until next time. It's uh, fine. I'll wait. I'll wait on that. Well, we know what the um, next yeah, intro is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> the pressure's on. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's what up, gang? Like I said, it's gonna no, be I am, I'm, I, I'm really grateful that you give give me such you know high praise in terms of my predictions because this show we're gonna go the complete opposite for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, look, it's the first time that I introduced Jaxie that I did. Only had one point in WWE predictions, so maybe I'm in a better mood today. You know, like I'm trying to build people up rather than to bring them down. Yeah, we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, I mentioned it. Jesus. Uh, so, anyway, we're going to catch up with a bit of Raw and SmackDown before Fastlane. Uh, and Raw September 11th. 
Nia Jax returned, attacking Raquel and Ripley and Jaxie. I know you're a huge Nia Jax fan. This is good for the women's division, surely. I mean, it's amazing. This is exactly what I wanted. Of course it was. Um, Nia Jax coming in and picking on those are people that are like smaller than her. Instead of say, you know, turning up on SmackDown and actually challenging someone like Charlotte Flair, where that would have probably garnered a bigger pop. Of course, it was so much fun to see. No, this was just really random. And she's so <laughs> safe with people as well. You know, like, it's, it's, it's a great work. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm not really, I wasn't shocked to see her uh, considering we saw her at Royal Rumble and then it was almost kind of like WWE forgot they had brought her back in January and have done nothing with her since. So it was kind of like um, a moment where I was like, oh, there you are. Where have you been? <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, um, you. That's that's what it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to believe that, you know, that she, she's she's been in training, she's been in, 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 in a position where she has been maybe, you know, practising when it comes to safe uh, wrestling. Um, but, you know, if, if anything, especially with what you're going to recap on throughout the, the past few rules and SmackDowns, if anything, this should be seen as a good thing for the fact that we are getting a lot more women not having t- TV time. That's probably the, the, the main sort of, like, positive thing that's, that has come out of Nia Jax actually t- uh, returning on Raw. And so I'm not entirely mad at it. I just hope that, that as a result, we're not going to get more women off injured now, you know? So hopefully this will actually build up good promo work and stuff and, and they can and Nia Jax can continue to practice, you know, good, safe <laughs> wrestling um, but right now, I'm just, I'm just very happy and pleased to see how much TV time uh, the women have gotten over the, the past few weeks. Um, we all know why that is, but we'll we'll discuss that in upcoming WWE news that I'm sure James will cover. Hopefully. Um, you know, I'm a little bit behind at this moment <laughs> in time. Uh, but like you yeah. said, it's good. More TV time, uh, but hopefully less on the injury list, you know. Uh, and then SmackDown, September 15th, under the un- Endeavour umbrella. People made such a big deal uh, about this. Pat McAfee returned. Michael Cole lost his shit. Austin Fury interrupted him. Then for the first time in four years, The Rock returned with a bloke behind him. We don't know who the bloke is. But what a pop. Obviously, Fury um, gets it doesn't matter in an extended chant of you're an arsehole. The Rock with people's elbows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That just ruined the moment. Like, just a random guy just walking past the rock. Like, security were probably like, how the fuck did he get past everyone? Out of everybody, you know, like I said, that, that guy, you know, he couldn't pick anybody else, or oh, maybe it was his choice. Who knows? <laughs> um, but like, we talk about the rocks. I mean, Monty, the rock is back. This is a statement of intent from Endeavor to go, yeah, we can get the rock back, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely no. It's definitely no surprise that when this was announced, or you know, the timing of all of it all, it's definitely no surprise that 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 that's when they chose to kind of pull out that card. But uh, you know, uh, like I say, like I thought when I first saw the Cena popping back up and everything going on in Hollywood, the actors and writers strike. It made a lot of sense in general. It's like, hey, you got nothing else going on, Dwayne. Like. Why not? You know what I mean? You know, I know you're not working on a movie right now, so you don't have that excuse. Come on by and, you know, 
give a great, you know, moment, you know, as he's, he's like, always going to be able to do. I need to look at the XFL. They're like, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> no, you don't need to be that. You're not that hands-on with it anyway, more than likely. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, honestly, the thing is about The Rock, whenever he's returned, it's just, you get reminded of just how – same thing like when Austin came back for the Mania build or just when he had worked his match with Kevin Owens. You just get reminded that, uh, once again, as much as much as you can have respect and love for a lot of other people in this business, it's just nobody like The Rock. And, and even even L.A. Knight – I love LA, what L.A. Knight is doing. He's like the clo- – like with the pops he get on a weekly basis, he's been kind of reminiscent of that. But when it's just nothing like when Austin returns or when The Rock returns and how The Rock can instantly have any crowd in the palm of his hand and you just kind of feel like you're transporting back into that time uh, when he was when he was doing this on the regular. So it's just it's just kind of cool to me as how he just kind of goes right back into their mode easily. And you can just see I saw the back behind the scenes kind of video of him being so just he heard that pop and the smile that it plastered on his face i know it's not like as great as any movie that he's ever made or anything that he does does in hollywood is and i know that can be fulfilling i just don't think there's anything more anything that can make your ego (laughs) feel like justified more than just as soon as you hear your music hearing the entire arena just go insane and putting with a guy like theory it, it, it's just it, it's like you know it's, uh, it's, it's easy money for the rock. Now I must say this is my only my other thing about this segment. Uh, man, they've done whatever they can to try to give theories the, the rub that they can. Like just go, just think about everyone they put theory in the ring with, and for some reason it it never seemed like it does, does not seem like he's gotten any bigger at all <laughs> from any of these encounters. I maybe we'll give it time. Maybe it's still like you said. It, like you said, as far as the intent from Endeavor, but it also is a great show of intent for WWE still trying to put, put this guy over as the future. But, man, it's just kind of funny to me when I think about the list of legends now Theory has worked with, and it just feels like at the end of the day, Theory does not come out uh, any bigger for it. But, hey, you know, who he may, he may he may win in the long run. We'll see. Yeah, we shall. I mean, like I said, it's an interesting move. Of course, a lot of rumours about The Rock and Reigns at WrestleMania as well because of it. But again, because of the active striker stuff, I just think it was a good timing. Uh, speaking of LA Knight as well, he beat The Miz on SmackDown. On Raw, Drew beat Jay Uso. Uso was beaten down by Jordan Devlin. Or the Judgment Day, sorry. <laughs> just saw JD. Uh, McIntyre just looked on. Cody saved him in the end, so it's fine. Uh, SmackDown, September 22nd. Dawn and Fire got... Uh, they got the blame for the tag title curse so it's them it's the witches um who themselves had probably one of the shortest reigns but it's their, they're the reason uh bobby and the prophets continue their story eo beat oscar in a great match as well raw um september 25th Rollins said he was giving nakamura one more opportunity to accept uh, an offer of a title match before he moves on to someone else nakamura picked last man standing we then saw Dom retain his North American title against Dragon Lee. Drew was on Miz TV. He kept telling Miz to shut up. He then beat Kofi, but it didn't help after Kofi got attacked by the Viking Raiders. Why should he? Fuck him. Main event, Ozan Zane lost to Judgment Day. Uh, Smackdown, September 29th. Me and him slapped the shit out of Jimmy. Uh, and Elton struck. I mean, Jimmy, Gina, I know we've mentioned it in the past, but pretty uh, deadly. Uh are the greatest tag team of all time. And Elton Strong and his recovery from a career-ending injury 
is one of the best storylines this year? I mean, I have been pretty invested, and like, I just, I. I, I don't know much about um, Pretty Deadly, like apart from them coming up. Again, I knew they were in NXT, but I don't watch it. So for me, they, they are a new tag team in terms of seeing them. Um, and I did kind of have a bit of a, oh, God, here we go, a silly group sort of thing. But sometimes you need silliness in wrestling because it actually works. And this is a perfect example of that. It's working. I'm I'm invested. I need to know he's fit and safe to come back to the ring you know yeah. i'm so invested now so yeah they're definitely doing their job right that's for sure yeah i cannot believe they're doing the same vignettes on smackdown as it's to uk like the, the character work is just the same they just move to a bigger and better show uh we then see john cena as well looking for a tag team partner and of course la knight made the save and accepted the role uh, on raw october 2nd Rollins gave a promo with Nakamura, proving he could keep him down for a 10 count. McIntyre came out to give a promo, but it was acting the way he has in recent weeks. He doesn't owe an explanation to anyone except his fans. He said he's going to stop being everyone's saviour and getting involved in fights he didn't start. I mean, Jaxie, amen. McIntyre is bang on the money here. And I'm not just being biased, am I? Like, fuck the rest of them now. He needs to worry about himself. I mean, to be honest, I think you're right in this aspect in terms of like right now, I really don't know what what is in store for Drew. Uh, They've kind of got him like, in my opinion, in this like limbo of they don't really know what to do with him. So like I'm I'm kind of enjoying this whole sort of attitude that McIntyre has got of, well, why should I help you? What have you done for me? Like. Seriously, like he's got this like sort of not not given up attitude, but given up on working with others because it just doesn't ever go well for him. So I'm intrigued to see where things go for McIntyre from here, whether or not things go up for him. <laughs> that's still yet to say are going to go up. He's going to yeah. I mean, spoiler yeah. alert, he's going to be next sure. champion, you know, but what I'm saying, yeah, is that even, yeah of course. you know, because you've told me to go over the bloodline and what happened with Drew. Uh, the same thing with him. So, you know, all I can say is, fuck him. Like, we're going to yeah. be it's well like You've told me to get over Charlotte Flair beating Oscar at WrestleMania, which is never going to happen, so. <laughs> to be fair, the Drew was, a, I'm, I'm not going to have an argument now, but Drew losing was the big thing to ever happen in professional right. wrestling. You're not going to argue about this. No, thing, no, no. Okay, Drew McIntyre, but let's let's move on real quick. I was quick. gonna say Monty Switzerland, quick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will I'm move definitely on. neutral. Yeah, Gumpher <laughs> Gumpher and Chumper. Uh not any other contract signing, but a match with a ring general retaining as Kaiser and Vinci delivered a beatdown. Johnny Kagano came out to make the safer jumper and he ended by hitting their tag team finisher on Kaiser. Now, Monty Gagano, <laughs> his journey's been rough. So, surely DIY coming back now. It, it, is this the last shot for him? You know what I mean? Like, it's been tough, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been tough. I don't I don't know. I can't say last shot. Uh, I do think that it, it is going to... This is probably the last... Uh, in, in for At least far as this initial run, or at least as far as him being who... An opportunity of being who he had projections of being coming out of NXT, I do think 
Uh, this does, I, I see what you mean by it. I just don't necessarily know if I can say it's his last shot. Uh, but at the same time, because you never really know in wrestling, you just uh, anything could catch on fire. You know, he could turn heel and be his, uh, you know, charisma. Uh, the way he was very charismatic when he started the way in NXT, like he has, he has enough versatility that I would like to say he has another shot. But but with the way things have gone in the in the way the people, the way uh, attention spans kind of just can lose. Uh, affection for a character or just not really care about someone after you try and keep trying and trying. I just do think that it is concerning that they've already haven't, they're already trying to just, all right, we're giving up. He obviously can't go it alone. So let's just try to retell the NXT story. <laughs> if you see what I mean, meaning that DIY has to rejoin. Of, of course, I thought they would get there, but the way they've gotten there uh, when it comes to DIY kind of joining back together and the fact that so far since they've kind of joined, they don't necessarily seem like the biggest threat yet it's still taking a lot of time to get the ball ball rolling in that direction i do think if, the, if they're given time and in the way that chomp and him work together i think they can get it over we've seen it before but i do think it is concerning that they've already kind of he's already triple h is already kind of going all right well what worked in the past for johnny instead of just believing that he can get gargano over you know uh whether he was with chomp again or not you know what i mean i think I think the projections are way higher for Ciampa in the future than it is for Gargano. And I think, I don't know if that's exactly what I saw, especially when you think about Ciampa's injury history and all of that. I don't think I saw that he would be have a better chance on the main roster than Gargano if you asked me this a few years ago. But I think uh, with the way they book Ciampa, like even just letting him have a match, Ciampa gets more of a reaction. People believe more of what Ciampa does in the ring than so far than what we've seen from Gargano. But again, is you know injuries and just timing and just also being booked poorly. Like, let's just be honest, being beat, beaten by Omos, even putting in that situation where he has to wrestle Omos like he was uh, before he kind of went away for this last recent injury. You know, he just wasn't really put in the best situation. I'm optimistic that they can turn it around, but honestly, we have a we have a lot of characters that that was really good in NXT or had potential in NXT when Triple H was booking it. Now we look at them on the main roster and we're like. And they make it work as far as you thought go. Some people it's worked out for. L.A. Knight, we've seen L.A. Knight is hitting it out the park. But, you know, now you go in this situation. Like, think about that. When you think about what you know about NXT, would you expect L.A. Knight to be where he is and Gargano to feel how he feels now, uh, James? Like, no. think, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's no way. Because, like, one guy was Mr. NXT and another guy was great in NXT but nowhere near the level of Gargano. So it's crazy yeah. when you think about it, but I, I don't want to give up yet. No, but that's why developmental is so weird because it's got, you know, you've got someone like Pretty Deadly who haven't changed at all even since the NXT UK days. Right. Then you've got like Laura right. Valkyra who I wouldn't have, don't get me wrong, we liked her, but you never thought she would mm-hmm. be in the position. Evolved. She's uh, definitely evolved. Same with, and again, there's people that you think like Johnny Gagano, even like with uh, Alistair Black or someone like that who you mm-hmm. think you can't miss. And they do. can't miss that, and then yeah, yeah, fuck it up. But it'd be interesting to see, like I said, what happens with them. Uh, we move on October sixth, SmackDown Go Home Show. LA Knight kicked off it, yeah, kicked off the show. Great, but monstrous pop. Uh, before we can say anything, Paul Heyman, Silas Sokoa, and Jimmy Uso interrupted. Back and forth ensued for Cena hit the ring. The megastar challenged Uso to a match in the main event. Before that, Charlotte Flair and Oscar beat EO and Bailey. Lashley beat Mysterio. Both of these are in their 40s, which is incredible when you think about it. 
backstage of Bloodline and Judgment Day came face to face. Looks like Ray Ripley ordered everyone out as she had business to talk to. As we head to the main event, Jimmy versus LA Knight. Back and forth match led to a run in by Solo. Cena made the save, standing side by side by Knight, but the Judgment Day interrupted proceedings and an improved union, not since the corporate ministry have we seen two sections get together with uh, Jay and Cody rushing to the ring to support the baby faces. And of course, JD McDonough bumping around to send the fans home happy. I mean, Gina, what are your thoughts on this? The Judgment Day and Bloodline. You know, should they be teaming up or should they be fighting each other? I mean, I, I, I don't really know about Bloodline and Judgment Day, like, teaming up together, but, you know, kind of being like, you know, enemy and of uh, my enemy is my friend sort of thing. That I don't mind because, like, I think I think they both would have a line, shared alliances, you know, and shared shared things that and goals that they want. But I also don't see one bound down to the other to say, you know, the Judgment Day rules raw or the bloodline rules raw. I think like it would still be a struggle between them both because they'd be like, well, you're n- not my boss still. I'm just working with you. So um, in that sense, I, I, I kind of like it, but it's probably because I, I'm always on the side of the heels anyway. <laughs> so for me, I, I wouldn't mind this team up. I'd happily have this happen and them just ruin every child's dreams by having them just beat everyone and dominate everyone on Raw. No one can get past any of these factions, you know, but we know it's not always going to work out that way. <laughs> no, but it's like a combination of you and Jaxi. It's the purple and red coming together, you know, and you just like, well, shit, everybody's in trouble. Uh, but that's exactly again... that, that's what the people think whenever they see the twins walk in. When they see us walk in separately, they're like, we're safe. When they see us walk in together, they're like, rest in peace. Well, again, my OCD or whatever it is, I get annoyed that Jay's wearing blue, even though he's on Raw. Jimmy's wearing red, even though on SmackDown. I'm like, they they could have done. No, I swear to when they, I swear they're doing this to confuse me, James. I even <laughs> said, I even had to ask Jaxie this week. I was like, wait. Jimmy's on Raw, and she's like, no, he's SmackDown. I was like, wait, I'm confused. Why are they wearing the opposite colours then? It's confusing. It's fucking stupid. Uh, so anyway, hopefully they sort it out. Maybe they have like a colour off. That would be their WrestleMania match. You know, like they're no gear. longer on the same page. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. Anyway, it's time to try and remember Fastlane, everybody. Right, that is our task today, October seventh. But when people listen to the show in years to come, it will be seamless into Crown Jewel. So this is never going to happen, this break. But what better way to kick off them with kickoff? Kayla Braxton, Jackie Redmond, Ray Barrett, Booker T, Pete Rosenberg. Um, I'd missed SmackDown before predictions. So when Santos asked Ray if his call came through, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was a doctor's appointment. I didn't know. Same. Do you know what I mean? Like, Same. was he waiting for the, the, the results from Dom? Like, you know, what happened? Um, Ray said he's not heard anything back, but he will come through. There's confidence for you. Uh, Booker and Wade had a trick off. And this was actually brilliant. I'm not going to lie. Monty, I I spoke to you about this. I mean, obviously, I'm more hip than Wade. But um, the whoop that trick thing is is really coming over. (laughs) Um, And I know it's not just for Trick Williams, but I laugh when AEW fans do it. Because I'm going, you ain't got trick. You ain't got trick. 
That's how it's Yeah, yeah. I, I love it too. It's organic though, man. That's the thing. I think that's the best thing about it. It's, it's completely organic. Something that happened naturally, like you said, it's not it's not originally a Trick Williams thing, but he's they've taken it like not only NXT but just WWE and Trick himself and taking it and run with it. And now, again, it's just crazy how something like that happened. You know, a few months, tell it six months ago, Trick Williams would not be uh, on your radar to that extent, but something catches on. And then here we are, you know, same thing with like an LA night. Just again, something catches on and here we are. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I've watched every kickoff since like 2015 and that might be the best thing ever that I've seen. You hate actually. yourself, don't you? No, no, no. See, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but people, this is the thing, Monty. This is that same with you with the Japanese stuff. And you, no one's ever going to say it, but at least I can be like, I did watch it, you know? So no matter what I say, right. you know, I have watched Every kickoff, <laughs> that's just my god. No wonder I'm single. Anyway, uh, Kathy <laughs> Kelly got told to shut by Bailey, who then got told she was not needed by EO. Jade Cargill showed up and showed out. Woof, 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 woof. I can't bark properly, but my god, you know, like Jake. I mean, Jaxi, come on, how great did Jade Cargill look, you know. Oh, hell yes. I mean, you just see sort of a tear down without even, without even needing to, just having her on your screen just instantly gave you access to thinking about all of the dream matches she could be having. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. No, but the thing is, Triple H... Just as giddy, he's like you know when like one of your mates gets a really fit yeah. boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going, <laughs> you know, you know, it's like you know the um, you know, Monty should probably understand this. You know, when like the guy goes to pick up the girl for the for the prom the first time, and you have to put what do you what do you guys call the flower that you put on the girls and when you take them to prom? You know the flowers. I have no clue. Yeah, Monty, what, what is it? What is it? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. Come on, you. Yeah, I did it, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they, they come up with this little box of a flower. I see it in mo- American mm-hmm. movies all the time. And then, like, you know, they get all giddy and nervous and they're shaking trying to put the, yeah. the flower on the girl. <laughs> like, that's like no, it's how, true. Like, I have no clue age. what the hell it is or where it even started, but yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's like, what we that did. How I saw Triple H going up to meet Jade as she got out of the car. Like, <laughs> that was the feeling I got the same vibe. <laughs> the thing is, whenever Jade First goes... of all, she would make anybody... Well, say whenever Jade goes Raw Smackdown NXT, Triple H is like four steps behind. No, it's when he first yeah. met yeah. China, feeling that he's got right now. I don't blame. You know? like, can you blame him? Yeah. Like, oh my god! Monty. If it was me, I'd be like a foot behind and hoping she stops. Like, uh, uh, Do you know what I mean? Be... Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how you I starstruck mean, and you just shake someone's hand and you don't let it go. Like I just be like, God, nice to meet you, and just be stuck. Like, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, they'd rather pick yeah, you up I, off the ground. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> if, like, I, if I didn't meet Jade... Use me like a broomstick. Yo, this took a turn. Jade, I would just have to get... I'd just have to bow down, you know? 
Like that is a queen yeah. like that. Not be able to do anything else. I just have to bow. <laughs> My God. Anyway, and apparently it's people who don't uh, who 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 got who, like she asked like what's people problem with uh you know muscular women and I'm just like yeah what are they, what is what are they problems? what are I don't yeah. Know. I, I mean, I love it. <laughs> Real, I love it. Problem, Bianca, it. <laughs> yeah, if you have a problem with muscular women, stop watching wrestling because it's yeah. I don't like, understand why you're watching it. <laughs> you have a problem with muscular women, but no problem with muscular men. I don't. I don't exactly. understand. It's like awesome. at the end of the day, it's part of it. It's part and of it. But yeah, go ahead. These go muscular ahead. women look way better than these muscular men because they actually, Ooh. you know, do look good in both wrestling gear and dresses and they make it themselves look good they are yeah. they're all queens so anyone you know putting women down for their muscles they're just really intimidated by these type of women yeah. and just pity them rather than actually give them any other attention yeah. all they deserve is pity exactly. uh, and, and also about that just to you know make sure we're fair and impartial and straight down the middle everything mm-hmm. gives me a twinge as well all right so just just so people know <laughs> I don't want to think one way or the other. All right? Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? I still might be ill on the drugs. This is, the drugs I'm taking to try and help me might not be helping on this one. If I start slurring, we know we're in trouble. You come out. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, look at the size of his sword. Just uh, say that. Look at the size of his sword. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Kayla said she looked all elite about Jade. Get it? Did you get it? Because Jade used to be an all elite. It's clever. Uh, anyway, main oh, show. Oh, man, I didn't know this. Yeah, no. oh, penny drops. Uh, show, Pat fucking McAfee. He could have tried harder. You know, pay me to do the intro to that show, then. I would have given a little bit more. Uh, we started off with the undisputed WWE. Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. After Jay Uso was worked on, Cody got the hot tag and the crowd was electric for this. Jade and Madonna got involved and blasted the injured left knee of Damian Priest with a money back briefcase for naming for Cody's head. Yeah, great. This allowed Cody Rhodes to deliver crossroads in the announce table. They enjoyed Jay Uso and dropping Finn Balor with the 1D to win the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Jaxie, this was a great way to start the show. What were your thoughts on this matchup? No, it wasn't. It wasn't a great way to, to open up the show, James. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, okay? Right. This match was a shit show, all right? <laughs> no, okay, fine. It was, a, it was a decent match, whatever. Like, we're just going to say it like that. Obviously, I'm bitter. I did not see the Judgment Day losing here. Um, no, not many people did obvi- that way. No, I don't. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Um, the, it was just, it was really weird because I didn't really feel like this this tag team partnership between Cody and Jay. I I didn't really. It's not that I agreed with it, but I just found it weird. I found it strange, and I was just kind of like of all the people that Jay's going to tag with. Like it just feels weird. Um, and then sort of like they they obviously they won. Um, but they looked good winning together. And you can't deny like that their chemistry in the ring didn't actually come across well. So um, I enjoyed this match more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. I really did think this was going to be just a massive sort of beatdown, having Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio on the outside, causing you know 
continuous issues and just thinking that that was the way that things were going to go throughout this match and really set the tone for like maybe a, a judgment day dominant filled pay-per-view event, you know? Um, so this came as a shock. This definitely came as a shock. It came as a shock for my predictions. Um, and it really threw me off right from the very beginning of the pay-per-view. So as you can imagine, I was not looking forward to the, any more of the show already. I was like, what annoyed me about the match was Jay in this matchup. Kind of, you know, they were saying, oh, because he's partnering with someone who's obviously, you know, not Jimmy, but not remembering like the blind tag. You know, it's like you've wrestled tag matches 20s now and you've just forgotten about it in this one. Like, honestly, like, it was just... I don't remember that. <laughs> it was so weird. And another thing, another thing with me was the race car sound for every replay. Because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. But the first, oh, God, yeah. what the fuck was that? They, they just pulled it way too much. That, like, I think, uh, like, it, I, I think it was on loop, like, this, like, due to come on every, like, three or four minutes or so. Um, yeah. And it was just, like, off-putting. Like, you'd be in the middle of watching a match, and then all of a sudden you would just hear the car go, and you would just be like, where, where was that car? Yeah. You know? So it, it was a bit distracting throughout the matches, for sure. It really was. Uh, I'm not used to the month-long title reigns either, but like I said, this isn't <laughs> over. Uh, well, you know, we thought this was only, you know, AEW that did that, uh, yeah, but exactly. it seems like WWE are picking up on a few things now. I'll be saying, hey, Jay and Cody ain't no Ricky and Big Bill. Come on, you know. Um, but again, <laughs> what's weird, and you can tell, like Monty, with Michael Cole, with the Bullet Club references as well, you know, that's talking about, and you're thinking, he can say what he wants now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Even though he was wrong, Cody was never the leader. You know, he tried to out ah, Kenny, but it, it failed. <laughs> it failed. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got to be that guy. He was the leader. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I get it. It was definitely cool. Like you said, you're 100% right. It's one of those things that definitely highlights the freedom that Michael had, you know. Uh, uh, and, you know, even from the extent, you know, that you would like, you know, even a lot of the, the references, they don't, they're not as overt as you probably would like. Like people may hope like AW is very overt when they're, you know, basically hinting at, you know, something that happened in another company. They they don't really try to hide. They may not say the, the exact name, but they you know, you know exactly what AEW talking about. WWE does a good job of trying uh, or are, are starting to do a better job of at least, acknowledging it because you know for years it was just done on me and nothing else <laughs> yeah, i mean impact just be like they were three-time w champion that's what matters you know mickey james versus yeah, trinity was literally six-time <laughs> w women's champion versus three-time w like, women's whoa. Champion. uh and you're like okay anything about impact doesn't matter. uh but i think the last <laughs> five minutes was great. And Gina, do you want a little fact? Here we go. This is why I love wrestling for as well. The last gold that Cody won in WWE before he left was the tag titles with Goldust versus Usos. Now his first title back in WWE is tag titles with an Uso. How cool is that, eh? That's very ironic, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't think about that, but now that um, you pointed it out, yeah, I can definitely see it. But, oh, wow. I mean, 
the irony behind it. I, do you know what? I think I'm just more annoyed because of my loss more than the idea of <laughs> Cody winning it with with Jay. Because it's hard for me. It's bittersweet. Again, I never want the Usos to split up. They're twins. I'm a twin. I'm always going to want them together, you know? Um, so it does feel a little bittersweet seeing Jay win it with somebody else. It reminds me of a time, right, when I was about six or seven years old and we were in school. I'm really sorry, people. You have to hear this story. I was in school and my twin sister gets chosen by the teacher oh, oh to God. go and cook jam donuts for, oh. for the lesson instead of having to take the lesson. And she gets to choose one partner. She chooses somebody else in the class and not me. The betrayal. I'm telling you now, I was I was ready to RKO you in that room there oh, and then, sis. So like, I moved to the other side of the room to be chosen as well. Oh, and you God. still chose someone else. So for me, it was a bit bittersweet seeing Jay win it with somebody else. Oh. I'm not going to lie. It gave me PTSD. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that happened. I love the uh, background reaction. Like, oh my God, you told yeah. me the story again. No, listen. James, listen to me. Let me defend myself, okay? My sister tells this story every time and she always fails to point out the, the, the main thing, which is the minute the teacher asked me who to choose, I chose my sister. And she looked at me and said, is there anyone else you'd like to choose? She clearly wanted, because we always keep choosing each other for stuff, sis. We always do. You know it. She so clearly you, wanted me to choose someone else. So I did. So it's not betrayal. Gina. That was... That was <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. We got that. I'm not. Let's 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 move on from this story. Yeah, we do uh, need to let's, do, let's, let's do scores. So, Jaxie, what would yeah. you score the opener out of five? I, I'm gonna give it a three and three quarters. Oh yeah, of course you would. Uh, Monty, yeah, what I am you? that bitter. Okay, I'm going there. Monty. Yeah, I I, uh, I have to agree. Three and three quarters is about what I got to. It was it was a really cool match, like you said, but it was really the fact the last five ten minutes that made this anything special to me. Uh, you know, especially like you can see this in the main event of a Raw, and you wouldn't have been you wouldn't have been disappointed. I don't think this was like anything too crazy from a wrestling standpoint, but it was really it was good. And uh, I I was just I don't think it, anyone should feel bad about the pick. I don't think anyone's seen it coming. But what I will say is that their post-show press conference after this had me very, very happy with them being together because the, the chemistry there was just so fun. They were hilarious. They were just great. And it just yeah. made me feel like, oh, okay, well, maybe they have something here. I think the reason why <laughs> another reason why it's so awkward is I think we all expected not only not only is it awkward because of the obvious history between Cody and the bloodline, but I think it's awkward because with Jay coming to Raw, I was under the uh, impression that the tag team division, you know, was going to be an afterthought for Jay. Not that he was going to be challenging himself or anything, but just I thought this was his time. You know, it's literally in his music. It's just him. Oops, you know what I'm saying? So it just it's kind of funny to throw him right immediately in a tag team as champion. So I think that was the thing that kind of uh, made it even more uh, weird watching the match. But, no, it was, again, I don't have a problem with it. It ended up being really fun. Three and three quarters is my score. And Gina, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a three and a half. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to give, it, I'm gonna give it four and a quarter because it's fucking brilliant. It was the best <laughs> match of the show. Uh, right, so it means predictions. 
Prediction Leagues 2023. So before Fast Lane, the bonus league, we have five bonus points left. And at this moment in time, Monty on 16, I'm on 15, Gina on 13, Jaxie on 11. AEW, well, I thought it was one, but it looks like we've got two fucking AEW shows left. So, Jaxie is not guaranteed a win anymore. Because of Tony Khan, he's fucking you, you know? <sighs> um, WWE, <Yep. laughs> WWE, we've got two events left. Uh, or is it three? Cannot remember. Gina's got five. I'm on four with Monty. Jaxie's on one. Everybody went Judgment Day apart from me. Yes, Smug Mode engaged. I am on one point. The rest are on zero. Uh, Booker and Wade were joined by Xavier Woods for a Pizza Hut advert. I like it. And now I fancy a pizza. Uh, LWO versus Bobby Lashley in the Street Profits. Well, United States champion Rey Mysterio and Santos entered the battle with no partner in sight. And for three quarters of the bout, they found themselves forced to fight from underneath and uh, against the United Front, looking to establish themselves as an unstoppable entity on SmackDown. And then it happened. Carlito returned to WWE months after cameoing at Backlash, hit the ring under reservation. He took out the opposition, dropped Montez forward with a backstabber and scored the victory for the win. I should have watched SmackDown before predictions. Oh, well. Um, Monty, what were your thoughts on this? Profits were matching gear. Yes, boy. Right, yeah, that was nice. Um, it was it was cool. You know, again, uh, uh, pun intended, I guess. I didn't even think about what I just said. But, yeah, very cool. Because uh, it was something that, like you said, I didn't really think about it uh, from the perspective. I didn't watch SmackDown in its entirety before predicting either. So I just kind of assumed that that would be the smart thing to do, you know, uh, continue to establish uh, Lashley and the crew. Uh, but, uh, you know, honestly, once once it happened and the pop and the whole and the kind of surprise of it and, I, I, you know, we had heard that he signed or he was officially going to sign. And then he kind of like, you know, we talked about Naya, he just disappeared. So, uh, you know, we didn't really know what was going to happen, even though I kind of always figured he would show up. Uh, but just, you know, again, if I would have got the context that Ray made a call, it would have been a no-brainer to who yeah. he called in that situation. So, yeah, that's the only thing that's unfortunate from a prediction standpoint. But from a moment standpoint, I thought it was awesome. And, uh, and it was a... Uh, you know, the match itself wasn't anything special, but it did everything it needed to do. And uh, it was a cool way to introduce Carlito. And it's kind of crazy to me when I thought about it because when I looked at him and I look at Bobby and Carlito, it's like, wow, it's amazing to think that, you know, if we go back about 13 years ago or whatever, <laughs> you know, these guys were, you know, there and just looking at them now. It's just crazy, you know what I'm saying? Thinking about, you know, the transformation of Carlito and how Bobby is just don't age, even though he's, you know, in mid-40s. So, it was, it was pretty, it was, you know, the, the 2000s WWE fan in me was really, really excited, you know, seeing that, you know, uh, to see that this new and in, then in, in intertwining with people like the Street Profits and Santos, LWO. So, yeah, man, I, I didn't have a problem with the uh, the moment itself. It was a very, very good moment. The match, solid. The moment, awesome. My problem was, was what happened to a spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know, like yeah, I hate that. that. I hate that. Carlito, Carlito, yeah. Carlito. That's the best. Part. How do you not use that song, man? How, honestly, how do you just? I don't get it though. But honestly, after what they did to Shelton, who also had an awesome 
theme song. You know, yeah, ain't no stopping me. No you know, I, I'm not. I can't even complain. Yeah, I yeah, don't know why they got rid of those so icons. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they don't use the things that we grew up knowing and love. Her original music was so much more badass. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Swerve, they did the same as Swerve though, as well. So. Although I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain about Swerve's music now because I freaking love Swerve's mu- music in AEW. Well, just despite pizza I ordered from Domino's because I fancy the pizza. Anyway, so scores wow. of. Five for that. I mean, Gina, what's your score out of five, and what are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, okay, I'll I'll give I'll give the match um I'll give the match a four, but that's because of the added star power of Carlito. I'm I'm torn in two minds because I really want to be positive about this match, but man, this match screwed my predictions again. Like I was so frustrated at the end. And it's not even just because I this um I, I lost the prediction. It's more because I feel like right now with what they're doing with the Street Profits and Bobby, they shouldn't be losing right now. But I also understand why they did it because they brought like Carlito back. You can't have Carlito be brought back and then lose. You know, it's so I was I was really torn at the end of this match. Um, it, I really enjoyed it, but I'm not gonna lie. As soon as Carlito's non music dropped, I I just wanted to walk and cry because <laughs> I knew I'd lost. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a bittersweet moment, but I still give it a four because it was entertaining. It was great to watch. I'm still happy that Bobby has come back and he's been paired up with the Street Profits. I hope they kind of look to push them in a way um, for a more consistent storyline of what they're trying to do. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they do continue that. But, yeah, I'll I'll leave it there because I was a bit bitter about the outcome as well. That's, that's completely fine. Uh, Jaxi, score out of five, please. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Um, I think that the I think that the match was good. It was just um, again, I agree with my sister. It screwed with my predictions, so I was really screwed when I heard his music. Um, I gave it a three and a half just because I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was like as Good as like the tag match before that, like Rey Mysterio pretty much had a two on one uh, or a three on two situation. Um, so uh, yeah, we all knew there was going to be a surprise coming. I should have just thought about the fact that if a surprise is coming, then it probably means that that person is going to win. So next time, maybe just go with whoever has got a surprise partner coming. Yeah. That's my lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. True that, uh, Monty. What you score it? Yeah, three and a half. Like I said, match of solid, great surprise. Yeah, I got quarters predictions. We all went for Bobby's boys, so I'm on one. The rest one zilch. Uh, WWE Women's Championship match: Charlotte Flair versus Oscar versus your champion EO Sky. Oscar sported a new robe and a mask with blonde hair, probably a node to Flair. The Empress of Tomorrow took advantage of the node disqualification rules. Spray missed. I say sprayed mist, like a little bit of mist in Flair's face, you know. Uh, she could have taken as much as Rollins did later on. But Desmond Matana rolls lead with damage control. Bailey scoffed at EO Sky's request that she stayed backstage. Uh, and she got herself directly involved in the closing moments of the bout. But unlike recent instances, the interference benefited the champion. With Bailey finding distraction that took the referee's attention away from Oscar tapping out to Flair's figure eight. Sky launched herself from the top rope 
with a pitch perfect moonsault and pinned the queen to win. Uh, so, Gina, what are your thoughts on this match? And Charlotte was screwed. She was screwed, man. This is disgusting. I mean, I'm, I don't exactly have the same views. I was happy that Charlotte didn't win. Um, <laughs> I wasn't ready for another Charlotte reign just yet. <laughs> I, was, I was super, super happy. I don't think EO needs to lose the belt yet. I was happy with the match. I thought the three of them worked well together. I am a little... I'm not trying to be uh, a Debbie Downer when it comes to the mist, but it's just not having the same effect that it had back in the day when Tajiri did it, you know? Um, and I, I don't know if it's because it's been overused maybe for my for my own liking, but yeah, when sometimes you see it and you're just like, yeah, you can still see Charlotte. We know you can see. <laughs> um, but regardless, um, I enjoyed the match. I was happy that EO came out on top because I don't think she should have lost it. I, they do keep teasing this um, the breakup, maybe, or breakdown between some of Damage Control, or like, you know, especially between EO and Bailey. Like, Dakota's kind of just like the middleman, but they're teasing it, but they're not doing it yet. And I don't know whether they just keep wanting to do it and then they end up, you know, uh, pulling the plug, thinking, no, not right now, or whether they're just not intending to do it anytime soon, but they're just having Bailey be annoying as hell, you know? Um, so I don't know what they're doing with that yet, but regardless, I still like damage control together, and I think that they should kind of keep them like that still. So hopefully they won't mess it up, but I'm happy with the outcome at least. Yeah, and EO is so cool as well, and uh, I'm sure Charlotte's had worse he things is. on the rise. Um, I'm but... glad they haven't ruined her music yet. <laughs> no, that's how it's such a cool end. Please, don't. Please leave EO's music alone. <laughs> um, I mean, Jack sees Charlotte getting screwed over. It's just, you know, w- when will that woman ever catch a break? When didn't she get a chance? <laughs> what? <laughs> Shut up, James. <laughs> yeah, I've been held down for so long. Held down. I mean, he you, know, you know what? If you only had like that, 15 told ch- chance, it's not. I would have just fucked you in the face right there. I mean, if anything, I think Oscar got the sore end of the stick here. Being put in, in you know, the really? figure eight. Well, just, yeah. <laughs> Being in the figure eight there. To having to tap out to this bitch again. The minute that EO then also then out, comes. would be an issue, would it? You know, it's Oscar's fault for being weak. Yeah, toughen up. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Hey, where where are you two going with this attitude? You both need to run in right now. Why are you both coming at Oscar like this? All of this is Charlotte Flair's fault. Charlotte Flair is the one who got pinned. So let's just remember that, okay? EO pinned Charlotte. That was entirely satisfactory to me. So, yeah. <laughs> Indiana screwed up. Man, it's bad, Monty. <laughs> like Charlotte. Um, the crowd didn't get into it till quite late. So, uh, but again... This is showcasing what SmackDown Women's Division is. Uh, good and bad, I suppose. Uh, Gina, what would you score to start us off? Score us out of five. Four and a half. Four and a half there. Uh, Jackson? I mean, I'm going to give it a four and a quarter. I enjoyed the match itself. Um, I thought that it started off a little bit uh, rickety, but uh, like the the amount of near falls that were was taking place throughout the last half of the match kind of actually had me kind of going, who's going to win? So, yeah, four and a quarter is fine for me. Uh, Monty, what was your score and thoughts? Yeah, I was kind of disappointed with the fans at first. I thought they were working really hard from really from the onset. 
I, I was like, I was really into it. I thought this this match really was the thing that kind of got me going for the night. One, you know, the other two matches were had good moments and were good, but this match really felt like a good match throughout. Uh, but uh, you know, I give it overall four stars, like you, uh, you guys mentioned, uh, for a lot of the same reasons. You know, Charlotte doesn't necessarily need to look strong in defeat, but you know, who this is WWE at this point, we should we should expect it. We should just be happy that she got pinned, whether it was a screw job or not. So uh yeah, I'm just happy that EO retained and uh, we can just live with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it a forward call uh predictions real so I two the rest is on one. Pat McAfee pissed me off again with the mania chip cheap pop. It makes London feel less special now. I'm not going to lie. He introduced John Cena for his match. We're teaming up with LA Knight versus Jimmy Uso and Sola Sokoa. Cena took the majority of the heat, setting for the hills for the red-hot tag for Knight, which popped the crowd and led to a fantastic home stretch. The crowd was completely behind the mega for the comeback. His energy and intensity fired him up even more. Despite the GOAT getting a bunch of stuff late in, it was Knight who delivered the BFT to secure the win. Um, Jaxie, what are your thoughts on this? Because this was perfect for LA Knight, I think. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was going to... Uh, I, I don't know. I think that I was apprehensive as to how good this match was going to be, sort of having a John Cena, LA Knight team up um, and stuff and how well it would actually work to get... They'd work together and stuff. Um, but I genuinely enjoyed this tag match. I thought it was um, actually much better than the opening tag match. Um, I think that there were some really great moments and feel good moments. Um, But I also just think that LA Knight really kind of like was sort of the the MVP throughout that match. Um, You know, really kind of uh, not only working hard, showing his moveset, um, but kind of with the way that the crowd are with him at the moment, like he, he gets them. And he works well um, against like what the fans are doing as well. So um, yeah, I think overall this this match kind of was really a, a, an enjoyable match to watch. You know, mm, um, it was kind of one of those ones where you just kind of knew that the bad guys were going to ultimately get sort of like their their butts worked, um, and, and you got to see sort of a legend team up with someone who is sort of like an uprising new new face of the business. You know, so it was kind of a feel good match. Yeah. Um, this this, sense. this was fun, yeah. and even Jimmy yeah. eating the pin, he's got mm. that attitude. Like I said, he's yeah. gr- he's grown on me recently. Even the theme tune is he's, he's grown yeah. on me, you know, because it's I like, think it, it, like you said, it's that snarky attitude that yeah. he's got at the moment, where like you know he's sort of cut, like weaselled his way back into the bloodline, but just been kind of like you know got this newfound confidence within him. That is kind of like a well, I don't, I kind of don't give a fuck type of attitude, you know. Like he doesn't, it doesn't look like he's worried or um or uh, hesitant as to what outcome Roman Reigns would have as as a reaction to what Jimmy does in or out the ring. He's got this sort of uh, no no wrong doing sort of can no can do attitude that just lets him just sort of like get away with being able to eat a pin like this and actually hurt his reputation if that makes sense because we know what this is ultimately building to so it's it's kind of like the opposite as to what we're seeing being built with jay on raw like you know jay's got like this real redemption arc that he's really trying to build on on raw especially with firstly coming to raw and having like the entire tag division just sort of gunning for him 
Um, you know, and then Jimmy, on the other hand, in SmackDown, is so laid back, so happy to be that. I'm part of the bloodline. You're going to get my face and here, answer to my little brother, you know, like that sort of thing. He's um, so it's going to be really it's going to be really nice to see these two clash of personalities, because this is like sort of like the most opposite of personalities both Jimmy and Jay have ever gotten. So it's going to be interesting to see how this continues to progress up to WrestleMania, I guess, you know. Yeah. I'm saying they've got to make it last, but again, I think that's an excellent point you're saying there, especially how different they are when you consider how similar people thought they have been throughout the years. Exactly. Uh, it just goes to show you that you can't always believe that twins are one and the same because sometimes they do have completely different personalities and they've just been hiding that the whole time. So let's see where this goes. It's going to be fun. You can tell that Jimmy and Jay are having so much fun with this storyline. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great to see sort of the ultimate outcome between them. Right, Dale. Uh, another thing I really like at the moment as well, and Gina, I don't know if you noticed it, was Paul Heyman with his grey hair at this moment in time. Since Roman's been away, Heyman has been in such a... St- and then as soon as Roman came back, which was a smackdown afterwards, Heyman looked like he'd de-aged 10 years. You know, again, it's great character work, but he's not shouting from the rooftop, so it's not noticed, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know what it is about Paul Heyman, but it just works. He knows how to work the crowd and he knows how to work with the people he's with, you know? And it, it's it's great just to see how, how he is because you just witness the growth as a character as well. And again, he does a lot of seed plot, a lot of stuff just behind the scenes, but everything he does is so noticeable. So even if he's just stood in the background having a conversation with Rhea Ripley, it's noticed. You know, that's the, everyone's zoning in on that. No one cares about the current interview that's going on. Everyone sees that in the background sort of thing. So if, if you ask me, I think like everything Paul does is just ace and he just needs to continue. <laughs> yeah, without a shadow of it. Scores, scores out of five then. Monty, start us off. Uh, score out of five and you fall on this because LA Knight just looked like a million dollars. Yeah, I think this match for me was just how given John Cena is. You don't see, you didn't see John Cena in the, in that spot a lot. You know, usually in tag matches, uh, you know, he's he was coming in for the hot tag. He took everything. He got beat up most of the match, and uh, I just think that's really really cool for somebody who don't have. You don't have to do that. You know, just like I know James, you watch this business a long time. A lot of people, a lot of legends do not age gracefully. They're not giving on the way out, and I think what John Cena's done, questioning. Um, even t- even what he gonna do after this on the SmackDown after this for LA Knight is just really really cool when you think about who John Cena is and uh, also like you uh, you guys said the thing is with Jim uh, I really love not only do I love what Jim is doing his character it's just it's just, everything has been so subtle he hasn't had to come out and say anything but it's every action that he's made like he's delusional he see the tribal chief or at least should be on that level with Roman and it's just like at first it was something that was very confusing but now as they if you let it count what Jay I mean, what Jimmy's been able to do the opposite of Jay like you like you earlier it's just been really really good like even from the theme song being kind of sampling a Roman's theme song like I didn't notice that at first but then when you listen and you realize oh oh my goodness they have Roman song in his rap in his entrance music it's just like very, it's just genius it's very very genius that he's, he's, he's lost his mind to that extent <laughs> It sounds also like the puppeteer, like he is, you know what I mean, he like controlling the strings, even though he's not. And again, is that a delusion that he's got in his head at this moment in time? 
Right. Like, it really feels like Jay kicked uh, him into another world where he thinks he's the tribal chief. Like, he got super kicked at one time by his brother, and he hasn't been the same since when it comes to his ego and just the way he acts. I just love it, and it's definitely going to come to a head. Uh, if they're playing their cards right, it'll, it'll ramp up perfectly for WrestleMania, hopefully, if everything keeps going as planned. But... Uh, but yeah, man, this is awesome. Like you said, LA Knight feels like the man. And I just think uh, it's just really, really cool for John Cena to be in this match and to just kind of be like, no, this guy, right? He's the guy right now. Let's 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 shine the light on him. I know I'm pretty sure that was a creative thing in general. I'm pretty sure Triple H or whatever wanted it to have too. But it's still cool, in my opinion, that John Cena would be so giving in that thought process. Because like I said, it's just so many people who have not necessarily been willing to just hand it over at this stage of their career, even if, even if we know Cena has a lot more uh, of his career behind him than in front of him. Uh, but yeah, man, this is good. I really like it. Uh, this is probably the best tag match of all of the tag of that night's tag matches. So uh, yeah, I'm going to overall give it four. It was uh, it was fun. It was really, really fun. It was, it was good and very, it had me optimistic going for, for what uh, LA night can be. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, tell you what about you out of five, Jackson? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with a four and a quarter again on them. No, it's fair, G. Yeah, uh, I'll give it a four. Give it four. Uh, yeah, I'll give it four and a quarter as well. Predictions all went faces, so I'm on three. The rest is on two. Backstage, Priest was sending his knee injury. Balor told him tonight isn't a night due to the injury. Priest said he wouldn't go home empty-handed. Ray Ripley stopped him from leaving the room, reminded him he was the one who didn't want to rush it because, you know, it's not like you've got a champion with a bad back and a last man standing match will be easy pickings. Like, leave it. Leave it now. Um, Monty, you mentioned it earlier. I've wrestled a long time. And do I feel old seeing Declan McMahon, the son of Shane, a fully grown adult? That I did. <laughs> what the fuck? What happened to my life? Uh, unbelievable. I'm sure he'll be facing Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania soon enough. And then main event, last <laughs> man standing for the World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins versus Nakamura. A lot of stuff going on here. Like Numchuck, the crowd chanting for We Want Tables, which just fucking pisses me off. Um, but we did get tables. More players on the table at ringside. The rope and drove both his knees onto Rollins, which put him through it. Uh, Rollins used the table to get back up nine. Uh, Rollins had a ladder set up against the announce table. Michael Cole turned into JR watching Stone Cold Steve Austin here when he was like, Rollins, think about the children. You know, you're back. So bad. Just quit. Give up. Like, Michael, he's doing all right. Don't worry. Uh, Rollins got Nakamura pissed from Oscar and spat in Rollins' face uh, who went through the announce table uh, they went round through the crowd as well, uh, with Rollins landing uh, on a crash mat. <laughs> they then continued, uh, looking like it was going to be uh, even more kind of mayhem. And it finished with a arrow. Now, don't get me wrong, Vulcan Arrow's all right, but, you know, sent uh, <laughs> it through the table at ringside. And Nakamura stayed down. Rollins got to his feet. Uh, and still... World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, Monty, I might be negative. I only watched this earlier as well to catch myself up, but this felt long, even though both tried hard. 
Yeah, it was long, but I really loved this match, especially when I watched it live. Uh, it was it was cool, you know. I really was into it, especially uh, with a lot of the spots that they tried to do. Seth Rollins selling was top notch. You know, he really sold everything uh, really well. That that knock that Nakamura had for him was a lot of lot of lot of spots that I wasn't really expecting to see, like the diving knee uh, through the table outside. It looked kind of crazy from the camera angle they gave you. Uh, I do wish that this this match did not spawn some of the conversation that spawned from this match about crash pads. I just wish people shut up about it. It is what it is. Like, do you really do you want them to break their bags? Do you want them to be hurt? You want wrestlers' career to be shortened? Yes, we gotta agree. The only the conversation I want to hear is companies have to do a better job of of hiding it. If that if that if that breaks people's immersion so bad, then sure. Me on the other hand, I could care less. I've I've I watched the other end of that spectrum, like in Japan, when I when I thought Kenny killed Osprey through that wooden table that was no no not gimmicked at all. And I see I see other ends of the spectrum, and people are telling me that that something's wrong with that. So you have a problem with it if it's, if it's that if it, if you go that far, and you have a problem with it if they protect themselves. Like I get it, they should do a better job of protecting and uh, you know hiding the fact that it's a crash pad. But at this point, kids. Everyone should know that they're not jumping on the floor to try to kill themselves at this point in in wrestling. I, th- I just, I just, I just hope. I don't know if that's a news flash for some of you people, or you know, you want blood, or some of you people don't want it. You pick and choose what you want to uh, criticize. That's just how it goes, especially on the internet. But I, I just wish the narrative would stop. I thought the match was really, really cool, though. My one, I will say this: the thing that kind of made it long to me was the fact that the match should have been over. Uh, and I would have been happy with it, but I just knew I knew once Self survived the red mist and pushed through the table onto his back. When he survived that, I was like, "Yep, Self Self's retaining. It's over." Sorry, sorry, anybody who, who wished. And that's the only thing I hated about. It. The only thing I hated about it is that it just confirmed that once again Nakamura is the guy to prop up the uh, the actual guy. And I hate that because he has the charisma. He has he puts it puts together the great matches and he has the moveset. To actually be the guy, I'm not saying it's an age. Honestly, I don't want to hear anything about it being an age thing, especially when we got LA Knight <laughs> literally <laughs> being like you mentioned it. AJ, it's just so many people: Ray Mysterio, Bobby Lashley, Carlito. Now, like we got so no, many people just, that's in this yeah, age range. So I don't really want to hear anything about age. The forties now, yeah, is exactly. What the 40s was 10, 15 years ago. Like it now, exactly, it's, exactly. Know, right, that's like your prime at this point. Yeah. So. I, I was really into it. I enjoyed it. I, now I will say that if that is, if it is a criticism, the length of it or just how dragged out it felt, I can I get that. That's probably the one criticism that I would have also. But I was into it. I really enjoyed it. And from what I remember watching it live, I, I was really into it. Specifically, the last ten minutes of it, like I said, uh, you know, uh, when they just started to kind of go all out with some of the spots they put together. But, you know, uh, I thought it was a really good blow-off to a, a really good few for Shinsuke Nakamura. I just hate that, again, he's he's never he's probably never going to be the guy. And, you know, or if he does if he does finally get over that hump, it'll be one of those, oh, he finally did it. And you know how those go, usually. <laughs> well, this one, literally, I put Nakamura may never get his, his deserved run as well, champion. And yeah. Unfortunately, you know. Uh, Roddy Piper or Kurt Henning and you wonder why that never happened I think Nakamura is definitely on that list right now um, but again it's interesting I mean Gina what are your thoughts on this matchup what are your thoughts on Seth Rollins's world title run because obviously we've got the mammoth Roman going on at the moment but Seth's not been pinned I don't think in a singles match since like the 2nd of January 
Uh, and he's been pretty much a tear since becoming champion. I mean, I get that they're trying to build another champion up and make this other belt seem just as prestigious. So I get that. But I think my whole query and question with this was, I, I, I don't personally don't see the point in you doing a three series of matches. Now we've had like Seth and, and Shinsuke have like three matches now, like three big matches. And like, for me, the outcome is possibly by the third match, he Nakamura is going to get the win, you know? So I'm really confused on on why Nakamura didn't win this one. Because um, for me, it just didn't make sense that he didn't, you know? And uh, so it's not that I was disappointed, but I, I'm a bit like Monty as well. Like the, the match was a bit long in places and I don't think it was needed to be, um, especially if they were just going to go with Seth winning it as well. Again, it kind of would make sense with Nakamura having to do everything above and beyond to try, just get that final win you know um it, i don't know it just there was something about it that annoyed me but i also thought it was a good match and both guys put a great performance on um i also am in agreement with uh monty as well in terms of you know people cussing out the crash pad like that if they didn't have that there you would be cussing the company out for not putting the safety first you know, uh, like how many accidents have we seen happen? In, um, so you can't really blame the organization for being cautious when we're watching these high flying moves be done. Uh, so, yeah, I just I'm so over the online hate sometimes. Just, you know, if, you, if you're not here for it, then stop watching wrestling. I just can't express that enough. Anyway, moving on from that, I still thought it was a good match. Um, probably the only one that did kind of feel like pay-per-view worthy really on the on the card but in all in all I didn't think the whole card was necessary <laughs> it could have just been a rule for me so yeah <laughs> well, it's it, weird looking I think, back on it I, after, I don't know if I've yeah. rated this one yet I don't know how to rate it to be honest um, because I still kind of feel like Nakamura deserved the win so I wanted to give it a high rating but I can't give it more than a four to be honest that's fine. Like I said, it's, it's interesting, you know. I've, I know this split opinion. Um, Jack, see what are your thoughts? Because obviously with Seth getting a win now, and what's the end game with You know, what's... what's? I mean, I know he's going to lose the world title to McIntyre at the next show, yeah. but, you know, what's... Where's, you know, where's it heading oh, for him I mean, at this moment? I, th- I still feel, you know, like... I feel like if 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 we 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 need to get a um a Damian Priest cash in at some point I I don't think that like he can carry on with it for much longer although that being said there this was like sort of like a major twist comes up like what a week maybe two later with what Damian goes through so it's really hard to see where he comes into the picture but I kind of figured that it was going to be Damian that takes yeah. The belt off of off off of death, um, ultimately, um, because I don't really know who else they're building up really as a a, a deemable threat, considering they've done this what three times to Nakamura now. Like, I mean, to be honest, I'm really gutted for him. I genuinely feel like you know, I feel like I've given up believing that WWE believe that Nakamura can have a world championship run, and it's so sad because all the fans can see his potential. And yet, still WWE can is is sad, to you know. Be fair, um, to be fair, though, mm. 
you didn't think yeah. Rollins would win the same you didn't No, I didn't. Like I said, I've always I I <laughs> believed that Rollins was going to lose it to Damian Priest. I I I still do think that he's going to lose it to Damian Priest cash, cashing in. Um I clearly just made the wrong call here as well with it being Damian Priest rather than either of the others. Um, so, but ultimately, again, what I do want to say though is I'm very gutted for Nakamura. At the very beginning of this match, he had so much aggression that I was just expecting maybe, maybe this time, it's third time lucky for Nakamura. This is going to be his run. They are talking a lot about how injured Seth is. Maybe this is the moment to take the belt from him. Mm. Clearly, we're all wrong. So, um, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I don't really see who else is going to take the belt off of Seth apart from it being Damien. So it's going to be true. Is the else? But again, Nakamura kind of yeah, rebounded sure. from this against Ricochet, which was a great match in Raw as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, that was an awesome match. <laughs> what would you score this one out of five? I, I kind of have to agree though. I feel like it's. Um, I'm going to give it like a. I'll give it a four. Um, like it was a good match, but ultimately, I just really do feel like what my sister said. This could have been easily a whole sort of match card on Raw. Um, it didn't really feel like it needed to be a pay per view. So Th- there was no like overly exciting match really. So for me, like yeah, they all did a decent job, you know. Yeah, uh, Monty, what did you score the main event out of five? Yeah, four and a half. This is like I said, my favorite match. And uh, my whole, my thing is, I, I'm I'm not I don't know I, I feel like I'm one of the only people who really really like what they're doing with self right now. Uh, mostly because I it's not just because they need to establish the world championship. It's just I just felt like you can't make the big hoopla about what this belt is compared to Roman's belt, and then he just he can't he can't even get any type of ring, and you just pass it around because then that's gonna people are gonna be complaining about that if the belt just kind of get passed around. So as good as I am. For Shinsuke Nakamura, I just knew I kind of had a feeling this week when I went with Self in the first place. Had a feeling that Self would uh, continue to be on top, and yeah, I think the end game has to be either Priest or we get some type of uh, standoff later down the road. Uh, you know, uh, at WrestleMania uh, with someone else, but it, honestly, Priest is literally the only one that's even remotely in the universe right now of Self Rollins. So. I really liked this. I thought this was the best match. Like you guys said, this definitely was the best pay-per-view worthy match on the show. And uh, But I, I do think it was a solid card overall, even if it wasn't really the uh, you know a banger after banger type of card. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Drew's going to win the world title. I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys like that. That's what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yo, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you ahead of time. It's no, not no, happening. It's, fine. it's 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 like it's like Cody <laughs> and Jay. You know, like you guys tell me I'm wrong, but I you got one thing that. right, you know and I mean? now you're right all the time. Hey, Jay. hey, <laughs> hey! Uh, four out of five for me there. Predictions. Uh, well, we all went Rollins, apart from Jaxi, who was we went Damien Priest. So uh, final scores: Jaxi on two. Monty Gina on three. I am on four. So WWE with two WWE events left. It's on one for the year. Monty's on four. And James and Gina tied with five. So uh, Monty, you can still win WWE, obviously. uh, But you do need to get Crown Jewel and 
Survivor Series. Uh, so overall, like you talked about, this event was just here, you know? Like, we didn't even really have, like, Carlito's return could have happened on SmackDown. Like, we were just like, okay, right. Yeah. Um, so match, match of the uh, show, Monty and I went for the main event. Jeannie went for the women's. Jaxie, what are you going to pick between the women's match and uh, LA Knight's match? Uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, the women's match overall. Uh, but again, like they, they were all good matches. They just like none was really like over the top dramatic, you know. Yeah. And who's your MVP whilst we're here? Uh, do you know what? I'm going to go with LA Knight for this one. Um, but I also want to give like a, a small little MVP shout out to Carlito um, just for like, you know, returning. He did get a pop. Um, but yeah, overall, LA Knight. Uh, Monty's your MVP. Yeah, I'm going with Seth Rollins. LA Knight definitely deserves it. I think that's probably the next place I would go. But I'm just going to give a shout out to Seth. Uh, again, he's someone, in my opinion, who has been doing fantastic work. And I think I don't think I've been here, not not even just talking about you guys, but just around in general. I don't think I've been here and everyone waiting for who's gonna take it from him. And I'm just like, damn, like he just he just really started to kind of get his character and get the championship together. I've been a fan of what he's been doing, so I'm giving self a shout here for MVP. And Gina, who's your MVP and what is your score out of ten? Um my MVP is Seth, and um, God, it wasn't a wow, a wower of a show. So I'm going to give it a seven. Give it a seven. I think it's fair enough. Jaxie out of ten. Yeah, um, so seven is a seven overall is probably pretty. I'm pretty being. I'm, I'm being really generous and just going to go with the seven. I think. Uh, and Monty, what about you? Yeah, I think eight, eight out of ten is my overall score. It was really, really cool, solid, solid show. But you know, like you guys mentioned, definitely could have been just a very, very good, you know, weekly event for for WWE. With basically, I guess, especially if you compare it to the caliber of the premium live events that they were kind, of, they've been kind of putting out recently, which have been incredible. So yeah, I think this is just a really good show, and but at the same time, forgettable, honestly, other than the main event. I'm going to give it an eight and a quarter because, like I said, not usually the press conference is uh, more entertaining than the show itself. Uh, And the buzz, (laughs) so to speak, was about Jay and Cody uh, with their victory. We had Jay Uso's with some bizarre rants, creating must-watch compilations circulating online. The interview's marked by uh, incoherent tangents, bark noises, and unexpected explanation like, Yeet. At one point, Rose openly admitted that both he and Jay might have had a few drinks on the bus, adding an extra layer of unpredictability. But, uh, uh, Jaxie, I don't know about you, I don't know if you saw this, but it's great to see wrestlers just having fun. You know, like, even if they did have a yeah. drink or a little smoke, like, they look like they're enjoying themselves and the product's benefiting because of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched I watched it um, and I couldn't help but sit there having a smile on my face just watching them because they were genuinely having fun. It wasn't like a, a funny moment 
on WWE that was either scripted or just impromptu. It it just looked like two friends sat there being asked questions who had had a couple of drinks and were just answering funny uh, funny answers, you know. So um, for me, it was just really enjoyable to just see them like kind of this relaxed, you know. Um, it's, I think it's been a, a while for wrestlers, you know, over the space of these past few years with COVID and everything, not knowing whether or not your job's secure or things like that, just to see wrestlers having fun again. And so just kind of seeing that them just having fun with the press and everything like that, it was fun to, to watch. Nothing like that. I mean, Monty, this was such a laugh. And I know you don't usually, I know I'm the one that's probably watching the kickoffs and press conferences, but I think if they do more like this, more people will watch it, you know? Yeah, I, now the, the the press conference I have a different opinion on than I have for the pre-show. The pre-show is garbage. Don't take don't wait don't waste your time hey. with the pre-show. The hey. press conference is uh <laughs> the press conference though, I, I always get a kick out of it. Uh mostly because I'm just waiting for Triple H to come tell me how this is the greatest show God, in the yeah, history of wherever they are. Records, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, he has to come out and give give us a rundown if this is the greatest show they've ever done. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Seeing the wrestlers in this element, kind of like because it, it reminds me of uh, uh, you know, I know I've seen AEW do do these, but it's not just AEW. I like uh, it reminds me of New Japan too. I think they are, and not to say that I, I know I'm the New Japan guy, so it may seem like I'm just trying to put New Japan over, but it's kind of in that work shoot format. Like the New New Japan don't necessarily always do press conferences, but when they do do it, they're in character, but it's also coming from a, from a real place. You never know; it's blurred lines. With real life, and I think WWE with the way they do it after these shows, same thing with AEW with their post show scrums. You know, you kind of get a little bit of the character, but you also get a little bit of what they truly feel and how they truly are from it. So I really love that element. I always like it. So I'm glad WWE is, and, and AEW for that matter has kind of taken that element and tried to, you know, kind of let you behind the scenes just a little bit as much as you can uh, when it comes to American wrestling. And uh, like you said, I, Cody and Jay, they had a few beverages, I, I heard. Uh, Jay was accused of having a, a little bit of something else. But it was a great time, man. It was really, really cool. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I think, like you said, moments like that, it only can just make it make it brings you closer, man, because it, it really humanizes the wrestler. Not to say that they aren't human. I think sometimes fans forget that they are, that they are just a regular guys and gals. And I think the press conference gives you insight to how they – approach the business and i just i really love it i love everybody's uh press con- I, I try to catch all of them honestly yeah right that. i mean eo was asked if she'd wrestled taylor swift or something like that uh and then triple h at the end was interviewed talked about edge uh, and says um the time was right for him the time was right for us he had an amazing career an amazing send-off but it's the right time fuck him i've signed jade cargill I mean, Gina probably about right, isn't it? You know, I mean, AEW may get edge, <laughs> but they've got Jay Cargill. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is just something we're still going to see over the years. You know, people jumping ship, <laughs> going like from different promotions. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's all just about you know, um, you got to think about it from a work ethic point of view. These people got to have work if they're not getting shown on one show and get offered work on another you're gonna take it all of us would in that position you know so yeah definitely can um can't blame them there so but it's still i'm happy i'm excited to see jade and what she's gonna do 
Yeah, without shadow of a doubt. Right, I think we're going to leave it there and we'll catch up with Raw SmackDown and Drew McIntyre's quest to become World Heavyweight Champion at Crown Jewel on the Crown Jewel show, which will happen in a couple of weeks. Uh, but don't forget, we're across all social media, Twitter at the WNR Podcast, I'm at the WNRJR. You can find the entire WNR team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people find and listen to you? At my monthly pod, like you said, on the Twitter banner, on you know where just find me where you can. Been working my ass off, so I have not been able to do as much as I would like to do in that space. But I will be making my return. I got Twitch streams in mind. I got all types of ideas coming up. Uh, up so just keep keep your eyes on that and uh, click my link in my bio to keep up with me. Right, shall it out, Jaxie, Where can people find you? I'm across both Twitter and Instagram at Jaxie Scarlett. And Gina? And you can find me on the same at Purple Pain. Double also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us an email at doublenutpodcast at gmail.com. YouTube, Double Podcast. We have the latest clips. Podcasts at the same time on YouTube as do SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. And also, due to kind of illness and everything else, be having a Halloween spooktacular this year. This is where we normally would do it. Uh, but next weekend, we will be reviewing NXT Halloween Havoc. So I guess that kind of makes up for it, Monty, doesn't it? Yeah, to an extent. We've been a lot of, uh, not not the spooky, well, no, we'll give it a chance because we've got two, two shows to kind of put together there because the first week wasn't really that spooky to me, but you know, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. A lot of people, I love seeing the wrestlers, by the way. It's one thing I do love about the time of year. To see wrestlers across every, oh, I can't wait to talk about Halloween. Right? Yeah, it's going to be good, good stuff. But our next episode should be Jaxi, a special show. You know, so, I mean, this is this special, first time we're talking about it now. But we're going to do something completely different, aren't we? Yes, we are. We are. We're going to have a guest on the show, and when I say guest, it's no one's, it's, it's no one big, it's no one famous. Um, oh, it, but no, we are going to your point of view, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so so let me actually do this introduction properly. So we are going to be bringing in our very own WNR enforcer to the show, um, which is our younger sister. Um, she, we were fortunate oh, wow. enough to attend a um, a indie promo. Uh, promo wrestling event that was actually in our city in Bristol in the United Kingdom um, by Pro Wrestling Chaos. If you haven't heard of them before, definitely check out our pod. We'll be hopefully recording that within the next week. Um, And yeah, we're going to be bringing our younger sister onto the show who came with us. It was her first time experiencing uh, wrestling live. Um, You know, she she had watched, she was very young when watching sort of the Attitude Era days um, and never sort of grew into sort of a fascination with it. Just watched it because of she was too young to stand up to her two twin sisters who would bully her until we could watch wrestling on the TV. So, you know, she was forced into it. However, she wanted to come to this event. Um, and so we're going to get a first time sort of look at someone who isn't usually a wrestling fan as well as, you know, getting our opinion on the show as well. And it would be nice to speak to someone who gets bullied by Jackson Gina. 
I'm pre-warning you. She's. I'm pre-warning you for this show, guys. She has the worst potty mouth than us two. Yeah. So I'm going nice. to try and tell her to rein it in. Um, but no, we shall do see about that. Don't, don't do judge her. Okay? What are you talking about? Come on, don't do that, Come on. What do you think I'm a cunt? Like, come on. God damn it. Fuck Jesus. A hundred percent. But we look forward to the show, so check it out, guys. Right, shallow it out. Like I said, we were back. We're back big time. Special shows in Havoc and Crown Jewel in two weeks. But until then, I've been Jay Rollins and I was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. Thanks for joining, Jaxie. It's been fun. You know, I've lost, I want to say gracefully. It might not actually be that gracefully. I've come to terms and accepted this with WWE. But let's move on. We've got two more AEW shows. I need to redeem myself by coming out on top on that. So watch Jackie this face. the Redeemer. Yes, yeah. I will be. The, I will redeem myself with AEW. Uh, and of course, the mind of Monty Monty. I know you're so busy at this moment in time, so we appreciate your time here. And I apologise earlier about forgetting about the time difference. I will hold my hand up. No, you know, it, it's good. We, it worked out fine and, you know, always hindsight, man. Hindsight, 2020. And, <laughs> and, of course, the woman that I'd always pick to bake cookies with, it is the genius of Gina. Uh, much joining us. Dick moon. <laughs> you guys, you've got to give it up for justice for Gina, okay? Because that was not fun to go through. So the PTSD is still there. Oh. Thank you for having my side there, though, guys. Every time I tell the story, people think I'm crazy. Oh. You two backed me up. That's a true team. We've got you. We've Listen got to you. that teamwork there, people. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Well, that's it. My voice is gone. But thanks for listening, everybody. Um, bye. <laughs>